London and Northeast Philly. This is the John Albatross Show. Your host, John Albatross. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Um, oh, Christ almighty. This pod being, uh, I have to pay now to record my podcast. But it's alright. It's cheap enough. It's less than $40 for the year. I'll, I'll take that. Oh, man. What a fucking week we've had. I took a, I took a day off to from my podcast to do the... Because of the whole Podbean thing, I had to actually get in there. I'm going to think about putting it back on Podomatic as well. But... What have we got for you today? Anthony Scaramucci, out. Ten days. It only took him ten days. The term in politics, house of cards, is like your administration in Washington is only as uh, good as the people you put in there. And if you fuck up, it'll it'll friggin' fall like a house of cards. <clears throat> but uh, I think the big reason is now they got this guy in there who uh, was a general, which is not a good thing either at this point, because now it seems like the generals are going to take over. And we're heading towards uh, communist Russia. But probably not. Alright. Um, yeah, a lot of people are saying that <clears throat> Scaramucci was a uh, that he said uh, I'm not like Steve Bannon and I'm not going to suck my own dick and that's what got him fired I don't think really that's all that got him fired with the whole uh, Donald Trump grabbing by the pussy speech which I'll be I'll just put it on the record right there man I thought that was one of the funniest things of the campaign and I'm going to tell you why had nothing to do with him saying, you know, grab him by the pussy, you got money, and he's just being a fucking creepy old fuck. But the one part of that that really just made me laugh was he was talking about uh, this chick he was trying to bone. <clears throat> and he was just like, I moved on her like a bitch. And then she had to go furniture shopping, and then I was like, oh, I'll, t- I'll take you to get some furniture. It's like, oh my god, what's such a nefarious thing to do is take a woman to get furniture. But, um, yeah, I think, uh, I thought that was funny. And I thought it was funny is because the infallible Donald Trump really, uh, he had to move on a girl like a bitch. Which means he had to, like... He just proved his point that he isn't infallible because he had to actually go out there and um, he had to put work in. Your money really wasn't, it did initially, but it's like, dude, you're Donald Trump. You're not a ladies man. You had to work just like any other guy to get a girl, except the fact that you had a slight advantage called money. But, um, yeah, I I moved on her like a bitch. And then she had to go furniture shopping. And I was like, 
fuck, I gotta go get some fucking furniture, huh? Oh, God, what an asshole. But anyway, yeah, Scaramucci's out. And, uh, that's all I'm gonna say about that. <clears throat> and I've been on Twitter, because, uh, on Sunday, Sunday night, John Oliver did a story about Alex Jones, which is somewhat similar to what I did four years ago, and I was just excited about it. I was like, oh my god, no fucking way. This fucking guy. The only thing is, is and don't get it wrong here, like people are like, oh, what the fuck are you going to... I'm a fan of John Oliver. I think I watch John Oliver tonight every Sunday. I was actually more excited that he did that, because now I can rehash my old podcast about it. But, um, I actually recorded a show before this. I was talking about Alex Jones. And I'll rehash a little on that. Alex Jones, I called him a fraud four years ago. And <clears throat> that's because I knew a lot of people that liked him. And they finally realized that he's a fucking fraud, so they don't, uh... They don't really listen to him anymore. Some people still do because they're closet conservatives. I really don't talk to those people as much. But, um, yeah, I mean, John Oliver has a, a team, and they can fact check, and they can do a lot more stuff than I can, and they can get a lot more done than I can. But uh, it was funny as shit. Like, when I was talking about him in my recent one before... uh it didn't get saved to the Podbean thing for my draft, so I had a nice episode ready for everybody. It was like 40 minutes long. But what it was, was the one thing that pissed me off is like he's like all-knowing and like Alex Jones. And I listened to that one thing. It was a the segment was, and it's available on Podbean now. You should give it a listen. The segment was called Three-Way Dance of Death, which it was after the Pierce Morgan interview, which I just saw. And it was basically him, Glenn Beck, and Pierce Morgan. By him, I mean Alex Jones. They all went at it, basically. It was like a, a really fucked-up love triangle political bullshit. And uh, rehashing on it. Pierce Morgan's no longer with CNN. He has no job here in America. He's back in Britain. Some assholes uh, gave Glenn Beck his own network, that just fit, which is failing. And Alex Jones is a... Uh, he's bigger than ever. I don't know if people are taking him seriously or they're just listening to him. It's like uh, the movie Private Parts with uh, Howard Stern. It's the biography of the rise of Howard Stern. The average Stern listener listens for 30 minutes a day. Most common answer is why? I want to hear what he has to say next. Average Stern hater listens to him two to two and a half hours a day. Most common answer, I want to hear what he has to say next. So, I don't think Alex Jones is getting all these listeners really personally because he's uh, the fucking gospel truth. He's been saying all this shit for years. None of it's come true. 
I just think people want to hear what this fucking loon has to say, as he calls himself a loon, as the media calls him a loon. Well, I'm independent media here, Alex, and I'm calling you a fucking nutcase. And I lived in Austin. When I did that interview, I lived in Austin. And nobody gives a shit with you in Austin. In fact, I've heard around Austin that nobody shows their fucking... You don't, not nobody, you don't show your face in Austin because you know the people of Austin don't fucking like you and they don't fucking, because it's a very progressive town and they don't really give a fuck about your agenda and they know you're a piece of shit. Like, he had one thing, you know, Austin, you have 6th Street as, like, their big, like, epicenter. Like, in uh, New York, I guess you would have, like, a Times Square, Soho. Like, New York has a, quite a few areas like that. Philadelphia would be like a South Street. Um, you get the Sunset Strip in Hollywood and stuff like that. Austin is basically a Sixth Street is Austin's version of them. So what happened was he's like, if you go on the other side of Sixth Street, which is the bad part of Six, which we called Dirty Six when we lived down when I lived down there, we called it Dirty Six, and. Um, <clears throat> He said that there's a there there was a black guy who just fucking robbed him, uh, and he said I'm black and I just don't fucking care and it, it really fucking disgustingly, like even if you were a fucking card carrying member of the Ku Klux Klan or any white supremacist organization, it, it was it was kind of like they would have been appalled from what he said honestly. And I forget what it was. It, it fucking really pissed me off because I consider Austin a second home to me, even though I haven't been there in four years. But um, I really like it down there. I love the town. <clears throat> the town is in a giant gentrification thing. Like, even the bad parts of Austin really ain't that bad. Like, I lived in a somewhat bad part of Austin, and it really wasn't that bad. Like, I felt safer in the bad part of Austin than the fucking good part of uh northeast philadelphia where i grew up down the street from a fucking housing project and all the section eight apartments so yeah there's prison gangs in my neighborhood and i still felt safer but the part he's talking about yeah it was bad at a point and austin had a really bad fucking problem but he glorified it and he made it, like, because basically he was buying into the thing after the whole Ka- Kaepernick thing. Where he was protesting for, uh, the pol- against the police because of how the, the mistreatment of black people and how they're getting away with it. That's what he was feeding into. Because if you know Austin, like, I lived there for about eight months. I know Austin pretty well. Not as well as I would, like... But I went to bars in the place where he said he was going to. It was nothing like that. Like, Alex Jones, you're such a fucking piece of shit. That's why nobody likes you in that fucking city. Like, you're probably not even in the city of Austin. You probably are, like, right on the outskirts where your studio is. Selling your fucking gross supplements for... What? Five times what they're actually worth. And <clears throat> you're talking shit on a town. And the reason he talks shit on a town like that, because I said in my last interview, is nobody fucking cares. Like, you get his magazine. It's free there. All that it is is propaganda bullshit. 
that 9-11 was an inside job. Get the facts, Infowars.com. The bumper stickers are in there. Like, it's... You can't even give these things away in Austin. I almost tripped over a bundle of your magazines going to work one day because I used to work on 6th Street, right at 6th and the Lamar. And this asshole's, like... Oh, dude, he's so full of shit. And another thing that pissed me off about him <clears throat> was uh, when Pokemon Go last year, me and my buddy Dave, we fucking laughed about it. He did a segment about it, and he had it up on his phone. And this is how bad of a reporter he is as well. He called it Pokemon Go, first off. You had kids, and you admitted that they play Pokemon on fucking whatever Nintendo handhelds they had, if you let them have them, because God knows the fucking, that's how the Japanese are fucking spying on Americans from fucking Nintendo Corporation, according to Alex Jones. But he was calling it Pokemon Go. He was trying to explain the concept of Pokemon Go, and pretty much if you haven't played Pokemon Go, you've been living under a fucking rock. It's an augmented reality game. You walk around town. You find a Pokemon in the fucking bushes. They come out, just like the game. And uh, you gotta try to catch them all. That's the whole fucking point of Pokemon. Gotta catch them all. He's telling you, like, ah, that there was a fucking a nest over there where there was eggs that are hatching. Like, no, that's not how it works, dog. But then the part that pissed me off the most, and this is... A professional reason why it pissed me off when he was talking about Pokemon Go was, you know, I talked to talk to doctors and, and ambulance drivers, and they say this is an epidemic. First off, there's no such thing as a fucking ambulance driver. There's an EMT or there's a paramedic, and in some states there's a pre-hospital registered nurse. So fuck you, Alex Jones. You just degraded, like, you, no facts again. And had to piss on something that was getting kids out there and exercising. Just having fucking people socialize, actually, instead of just being on the internet. That really, like, I remember I played it, I'm not gonna lie. And I was just walking around. You know, I seen people down by the river where I uh, live, near the dungeon. And, uh, yeah, I was, I was talking to them. And, you know, these people were, were learning socializing again. It's like, hey, these fucking people are socializing. It was bringing people together, and Alex Jones had to piss on it because, uh, I don't know, I guess it was worth his time. And uh, he was going to make money off it. But, um, yeah, other than that, fuck Alex Jones still. He's a piece of shit. You sold out, you... <coughs> You took Trump's, uh, Trump's side. The guy who's going to lead us into the fucking... Like, I didn't like Bush, but come on, dude. This guy's going to lead us into fucking the Soviet Union. We're going to be fucking annexing Canada and Mexico. We're not even going to build the wall for Mexico. We're just going to fucking annex it. And, uh... If people are getting literal about that, it's a fucking joke, okay? Get off your fucking high horse. But, 
Yeah, so um, John Oliver, thank you for uh, talking about Alex Jones. I put on the old website. I finally put the thing on here now, the the thing I did about Alex Jones, Pierce Morgan, and Glenn Beck, which I did four years ago. It's available on the Podbean site. I've managed to take it. And uh, I'm going to try to get the Jersey Violators episode, the very first episode. I'm going to try to get that up here as well. So, thank you uh, again. Thank you, John Oliver. My fucking Podomatic fucking account just skyrocketed ever since you did that because I got the Twitter. And Twitter is a very powerful uh, socializing tool. All right. And, uh, and other things, let's, uh, let's go to a, a lighter note. I was talking to one day with the kid I work with, he was asking me, uh, about this show. He knows who he is, if he's listening. Thanks for listening. Me and my buddy were, uh, <coughs> me and my buddy Kev, there was this one thing for some reason, it always comes up to the music video. And Kev, I'm going to try to make this a half hour long for you today. I'm already near the 20 minute mark and you're like, oh, I can't listen to it. Suck it up and listen to the whole fucking thing. Because it's going to be like a half hour. But uh, we were talking. We are watching the. And it always just comes up every now and then, and we just laugh about it. We were watching the 2004 ALCS. It was the Yankees and the Red Sox. And if you're not familiar with that and don't watch sports, it was the greatest comeback in the history of sports. Red Sox were down 3-0, and uh, Ortiz at the late, what is late, late heroics in the 10th inning got the lit a fire under the ass of the Red Sox. But I had a theory as a joke. And Kev's like, dude, I wonder why they're playing so good. I was like, dude, Terry Francona probably threatened that they would have to watch hammers, pumps, and a bump for like 18 hours straight, clockwork orange style. And <clears throat> the funny thing is, is if you're not familiar with the video hammer, pumps, and a bump, it's basically, all right. I'll get into that, but Kev's reaction was, first thing that came out of his mouth was, not, oh, that's awful. Dude, hammers hung like a bull. So, now let me get into the video if you're not familiar with it. The video is, was off of uh, his album, The Funky Headhunter, when he took... MC Hammer, and he just went to Hammer. At this point, he was no longer the master of ceremonies. He was just the Hammer. He was trying to get away from the MC Hammer fucking can't touch this and uh, too legit to quit, which were two fucking mega hits. Fucking can't touch this had a uh, Rick James Super Freak was the uh, the music for it. Little did we know uh, Rick James, because we were kids at the time, we didn't really know about Rick James. I didn't know about Rick James until I was like in fifth grade, where they played Super Freak at our fifth grade dance. 
And then I was like, who the hell's Rick James? They're like, dude, he's the biggest fucking degenerate in the history of rock music. Or just music in general. Cocaine is a hell of a drug. But, yeah, he wanted to get away from that. He wore parachute pants. And this is the thing where I bring up the parachute pants now that I'm thinking about it. Because if you've seen the video, you would know. The video starts out, it's black and white. And you see a girl in a bikini wearing fucking high heel shoes. Like a showing off her ass. And she was wearing pumps. Tuss the name Pumps in a Bump. But, uh... Alright, yeah, cool, cool, cool. Hammer's in the pool. He's on his old fucking wireless phone. Not a cell phone. Not a cellular. But like a cordless phone, we called it. And in the early 90s, cordless phones were gigantic. Like, they were like... They weren't like they are today, where you could put them in your front pocket or something. They were huge. They had a giant antenna... If you were, and that had to have been a good one because his house was huge and he was in his little fucking lagoon. He's telling everybody, come over, it's 12 o'clock. So, he hits the button on a remote control and it starts the waterfall and everybody, it starts to come into color. <clears throat> and then the song comes on. And it's a uh, pumps and a bump. Pumps and a bump. We like the girls with the pumps and a bump. So you just see all these chicks in like uh, bikinis rocking around. And you're like, especially if you're a kid in the early 90s like myself. I was like 10 years old. I'm like, ah, oh, dude, fucking awesome. Hammer's awesome. Then they actually get to Hammer. Hammer is wearing a fucking banana hammock and boots and fingerless gloves. And... He's just got all, he's gyrating, and he, it's like, oh, God, what the fuck? And uh, I could just imagine the director of that video, too, because you're focusing on all these girls, and then you just got Hammer in a fucking banana hammock, and they keep, like, no matter what, they keep having fucking close-ups of Hammer's dick. I don't give a fuck if you're fucking gay, straight, or whatever, bisexual. If you fucking see that video and you just talk to people about that video, what does that video remind you of? And all they're going to say is fucking Hammer's dick. Because that's all that you fucking saw in the video was fucking Hammer's dick. I can just imagine, like, okay, so uh, what we're going to do here is Hammer, you start dancing with this girl and start gyrating on her. And uh, Cap Mr. Cameraman... I'd like you to get a close-up of Hammer's dick. And fucking... Because there's like ten fucking gratuitous fucking Hammer's dick close-ups in that video. I don't know. Maybe like three. I haven't seen it in a couple of... A couple months. Alright, I haven't seen it in like two years. Maybe a couple months. I don't even remember. I may have been drinking and we talked about fucking Hammer's pumps and a bump. And we scared a bunch of chicks that we were hanging out with. Check out! Oh my god, it's so gross. It's like, dude, Hammer's fucking dick is fucking humongous. And you just fucking, it, it's just close-ups of Hammer's dick. And you're like, okay, yeah, yeah, let's go to the... Okay, Hammer. Now your boy's going to be standing right there. You put your arm around them. And you fucking 
just start rapping with him. And his boy, you kind of was like, how much money did he have to pay? Because you know he felt uncomfortable. And <clears throat> then his boys are just playing dominoes at a table. He sits down. He's starting to fucking slap them five and shit. And starts playing fucking dominoes with them. And then they were just like, yeah, yeah, hammer. Cool, cool, cool. It's fucking, uh, put some fucking clothes on already. Because towards the end of the video, he actually puts fucking clothes on and starts fucking dancing with everybody. Because I'm almost positive that wasn't planned. But I think everybody was like, look, I'm very uncomfortable with fucking Hammer dressed up in a fucking banana hammock and fucking boots and fucking finger gloves. Could you please make him put some clothes on? And yeah, that was the end of the video. And funny enough, and I'm not making this up, the video premiered on Arsenio Hall's show. And after the video, he's like, oh, yeah, here's, here's Hammer. You know, and Arsenio Hall, he was the shit at the time. He was number one for late night. And basically, yeah, he demanded a big contract. He was up against Johnny Carson and fucking... All that, dude. He fucking beat Johnny Carson in the ratings, which nobody beat Johnny Carson back then. But he's like, yeah, here's Hammer. He's a uh, his new album, The Funky Headhunter, featuring the singles "It's All Good," which was another pretty big single. And, and here's his new single, "Pumps in a Bump." Here's the video for it. But as soon as the video was over, Arsenio Hall just—it was like almost silent. And Arsenio Hall just looks at him. And Hammer's just got this fucking smirk, because he knows Arsenio Hall's about to fucking just say something about his dick. And wouldn't you know, Arsenio Hall's like, I guess that's why they call you the Hammer, right? And fucking Hammer's just starting to laugh, and then basically he just wanted to be like, Man, what the fuck is wrong with you? Why would you make that fucking video? Like, literally, it's something, you have to say it once before you die, because it's just, it's that fucking funny, and it's like, it's so unbelievable, and in my opinion, I think it's the thing that ruined Hammer's career. Everybody's like, oh, Hammer went broke because, uh, like, they had that fucking movie, where it's like, Hammer, uh, Hammer, you gotta get these people off the payroll, you got too many people on the payroll, it's gonna make you fucking broke. I think Pumps in the Bump is the reason you went broke. I honestly think Pumps in a Bump is the reason you went broke. And I honestly think that Hammer probably got so many fucking offers to do porn after that as well. I know it sounds homoerotic how I'm describing this, but if you've seen the video, you will understand 250% why... Uh, Arsenio Hall, he was one of the first people to say it, and Arsenio Hall basically fucking, first thing he said was a dick joke to Hammer, because literally, it's no matter what, they had all these women in bikinis there, and what do they do? Hammer's dick, close up, for fucking four seconds, it's going to be burned in everybody's head if fucking Hammer's got a fucking hog. That's what I think. The, and the director just basically said, "Fucking close up a hammer's dick." You got all these women in fucking bikinis and high heeled sneak, high heeled shoes. It's a fucking real hot fantasy. It's the big thing at the time. Uh, 
kind of degrading. It, let's just put fucking Hammer's dick in there so we don't make it look too degrading. Oh, fucking MC Hammer. Well, that's about it for our show today. Give you a little hump day one. Uh, yeah, since I did uh, buy, I have to buy stuff now for buy storage, not storage, but I have to buy for Podbean, even though it's very inexpensive. I only get a certain amount of bandwidth, and I only get a certain amount of storage per month. So I'm gonna try to keep these no more than 45 minutes. Try to keep them uh, going for about a half hour now. So, in conclusion of today, MC Hammer's dick ruined his career, not the fact that he was fucking careless with his money, Alex Jones is still a fraud, and John Oliver, thank you for helping my fucking podcast gain a little more fucking momentum, I appreciate it, and uh, yeah, so that's about it for today. Remember to follow us on Twitter at the Johnny Albatross Show. You can find us there. Find us on Facebook. Um, yeah, Facebook. It's uh, the Johnny Albatross Show. It'll come up. It's uh, the real fucking Soviet writing with a boombox. Real Soviet looking with a boombox is the picture. And, um, yeah. Like us on Podbean, follow, find us on Podbean. If you're listening to this, you could just uh, click the link and then it'll go right to that website and then you can follow us on Podbean. And I'm going to try to get the Podomatic up. I might do a specials with the Podomatic show, but uh, I might try to put them both on these. I got to see what's up. Um, I like how Podbean's layout is, but I don't know. We'll figure it out. So... This is John Albatross after the 30-minute mark, which these episodes will now be 30 to 45 minutes. Um, hope you guys enjoy your day. Peace.